Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by these great companies that are giving us money to let you listen to their stuff. Bullshit, Kyle. We make this show. We make this show. You and me. Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by us. <laughs> Someone's got to pay the bills, Dan, because it's not our trading. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll them. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hats on your face. Well, hello and welcome, everyone. Welcome to our November Month in Review here at the China Shop. I'm Shopkeeper Dan. With me, as always, is Kyle, creator of FinancialInstitute.com. Kyle's celebrating a big promotion today. He uh, is he's the regional atomic bombardier. How you doing, Kyle? Oh, I'll take that. I will take that. Who said they're always bad promotions? Well, they usually are. <laughs> <laughs> it's like your little way of getting some sort of revenge. Oh, for losing the bet over and over and over again. Well, not necessarily. I don't know. It's pretty even, I think. I think you might still be up on the year to go back, and I need to update the bet page. Speaking of which. It's right out of the gate, talking bet. No, we're just going to oh, tease it. Yeah, yeah. Make okay. everyone listen to the end. Well, I lost. Random didn't win. That I means know. Kyle gets to do some juicy, so, juicy consequences. Feels like it's been a while. It, yeah, it has. It has, because we keep losing to random. Been, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is your mustache gone yet oh yeah immediately december 1st i went i almost woke up at midnight just to shave it <laughs> i was uh i was looking at it the other day i was like oh shit i haven't shaved my mustache yet but uh, the rest of my hair has grew in enough to where it doesn't look like i have one anymore so uh, so i've just transitioned into to grizzly adams <laughs> grizzly adams did have a beard <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Kyle, it's it feels like it's been a long November. Does that feel that way to you? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Also, if it's uh, we just in case anyone's missing George, we decided to give him a month off since we're going to have him back for the uh, the big bonus the end of December. Yeah, yeah. Our our annual review, if if you will, which is fixing to be some some great content, by the way. Uh, yeah. Might have to break all those up into their individual ones and just throw them all onto YouTube as a separate. Like twenty minute clips. Oh e yeah, each each interview gets their own their own spot. Yeah, but then I'd have to figure out how to put video to it. I don't know. I haven't thought that one through. <laughs> <laughs> Makes more work. That's generally not the way things go around here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it is. It is uh, looking like it's going to be a two di two separate episodes. So Christmas and New Year's. It's our our gift to you. Yeah, uh, bunch of experts and pros talking about twenty twenty one and what they expect in twenty twenty two. Loving it. Ah, uh, so should we jump into it? Yeah, who was our uh, our first guest in November? Was it uh, Deborah W. Ellis? No, it was uh, Mr. Sama, the option genius. Yes, I liked him a lot. I, a lot of people did. Uh, apparently, he's really good at marketing too. So, sounds like we really need to uh, pick his brain to try to figure out how to get you know the show to grow. <laughs> Tell him we're getting back on for another interview and and just make it for us. Yeah. Or we we do his show, which I still need to uh, to reach out to. I mean, trying to plan something to where we can come on and guest on his podcast. Oh, that'd be great. One of the things I really liked about him, though, too, was that he he had a lot of the honesty that we like. Mm -hmm. 
like when he talked about his struggles, he wasn't, it wasn't an easy path and he was not trying to hide that either. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think that's kind of a key thing to look for when you're trying to find somebody to, that you, you want to, you know, learn from. Mm-hmm. You don't want someone who's promising you, you know, the moon. Look, I opened up my first account and I doubled it in two weeks. Let me tell you how. Make $500 a day with this one little easy trick. <laughs> I mean, that gets you clicks, but <laughs> that doesn't get you money. Cost you 500 bucks and I'll let you know how. Right. <laughs> the secret is to sell the tip for $500 to one person a day. It really is. Like, I think we need to write a book, try to get some of that book money. Some of that book money. People still buy books? Is that a thing? Uh, well, you can sell them on the uh, Kindle store uh, electronically. You don't even have to sell them as paperback. Right. And plus, they're super easy to get published now. All right. Is that is that what Alan Sama did? I don't know. No, that was another guest. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I liked talking to to Alan because he's basically doing the wheel and and his his journey is mirroring yours in that way in that like he's like oh I found that right. selling options is how you generate income. It's just funny the way he came about it was he thought he was getting scammed. It's like I sold this thing and it disappeared from my statement. I'm like what the fuck? Right. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. When you sell it, it expires worthless. It just goes away. It's like having an IOU like burst into flames. Yep. And now I don't owe you anything. Ha! Yeah. <laughs> and I'll just keep that. And and I think one of the one of the takeaways that uh, I got from him, if you recall, his wife mm-hmm. played a big supporting role in his journey. Right. Being his accountability partner. I did mention that to my wife, and uh, she was not thrilled with the idea. <laughs> no, you're just putting all the responsibility on me then. <laughs> like, yeah, you're exactly right. <laughs> that way it's her fault if it goes wrong. And she said, then I have to nag you, and that just creates a terrible dynamic. Mm. Probably doesn't work for every relationship, but. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm glad it worked for him. Well, I'm glad we got the China shop for accountability. I know. It really is the saving grace, I think. I think without doing this show, I don't think we would have had nearly, I mean, not saying we've had a whole lot of success to begin with, but (laughs) it would definitely be a lot worse. What success we have had, yeah, is is owed to this show, for sure. Right. I mean, just today, uh, I posted one of the Kyle Dan trades, and one of of our users popped on and was like, hey, uh, what was your thinking on that? It's like, yeah, I, I should probably justify that a little better than just being like, I made this trade. <laughs> well, it's funny because I'm actually still holding a position against that too. Like in the same direction you went, I'm like, mm, maybe I shouldn't be holding that anymore. Uh, oh, accountability. Yeah. Accountability. <laughs> really justify it. Maybe I shouldn't be holding it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess my justifications are a little weak on that trade. Hmm. Right. <laughs> Oh, shit. Who else did we have? Who was next? We had Deborah. We had two CFAs. Yes. After we spent, I don't know, like most of the lifetime of the show bashing them. Yes. They're actually pretty fun people to talk to. Yeah, we got our first one and then we followed up with our second one. Uh, Yeah, Deborah W. Ellis. Wasn't supposed to work out that way. That was, uh, I was dealing with some back spasms the day we were supposed to record with uh, Matt Rayner. And I'm mm. having to push that one back. Deborah was really interesting, not just, uh, you know, her trading background, but also hearing more about like the movie industry and the role that she played, like, oh, you know, yeah, getting to film on like sets like Cheers and, and Mork, Mork and Mindy. Mindy and- yeah. 
Uh, I was a little disappointed, though. I tried to open the door to talk about our movie idea, and she completely shut it down. <laughs> yeah, I'm not the one to talk to you about that. <laughs> yes. Oh, all right. Well, I guess we'll just move on then. <laughs> you don't even want. You're not even a little curious. <laughs> it makes you think that maybe she's heard those exact words before, over and That's over exactly and over and over. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. She must not really love movies if she doesn't like hearing about them. It was a job to her. Like she, she wasn't like I want to be a writer and a producer. Like she was busting her ass working on shows. You know, some random person walks up to me and says, "Hey, have you seen what Capital One's doing lately?" Like, oh, well, let's take a look. Like I'm stopping and having that discussion. Yeah, but we're currently doing stocks and stuff, and she's yeah, not I, currently I doing know, that. I know. You know, I'm just saying that's uh, not her passion. You can tell. Yeah, but uh, financial advising clearly is because yeah. she was doing stocks while she was being producing shows, working on shows. Um, the thing, the thing that I liked, and I wasn't aware of this, and probably why why we stopped bashing financial planners so much. Uh, she works; her commissions are based on your profits. No, she was fee based. She went straight fee based, so that way. There was no incentive to overtrade your account. A lot of uh, that was one of the things I hated about fin- you know, most financial advisors. They base it commissions off of every trade they make for you. She did not do that. She was structured in a different way. Yeah, her structure was like uh, I get a cut of your profit. It was just a set fee. No, no, no. Hers was a set fee. What? So that way you can actually plan it. All right, I'm gonna have to pull up the tape because that's not what I heard. I'll pull up her website. I mean, I don't think you're lying because why would you do that? That would be silly. I'm just questioning my own memory. (laughs) I'm telling you, your memory is wrong. (laughs) Uh, It might actually be under cogent advisors. Well, you know, keep keep talking. Uh, I don't know what else to talk about. Now we have to know. Hold, please. Now I'm committed. Adopted a fee-only business model. Commission-free advisors who don't sell products or answer to sales managers. We only get paid by you. Not sometimes or most of the time, but all the time. This way, we're not tempted to recommend solutions that may pay us more. You are correct, sir. But that was the other interesting thing. I'm talking to both her and I think it was, was it her or was it Matt that was telling us about getting like, you know, incentivized by some of the different funds to try to push their products. That was Matt. Yeah. Okay. Well, should we pivot and talk about Matt? Because Matt was a fucking blast. <laughs> I mean, you can't trust my memory, but I think it was Matt. I think it was too. I don't know why that surprised me so much when like, you know, you, you already know that like doctors get paid to push different medicines mm-hmm. or maybe they tried to make that go away finally, but like, yeah. No, they haven't. If somebody's no. trying to, to ah. talk you into something, like I guess you got to ask yourself why. Yeah. What are they getting out of it? I was at breakfast with my dad the other day, and he was telling me his doctor took him off his metformin for his diabetes, and she was trying to push this other this other drug, and uh, mm. he he like was feeling like shit, and they got him to a specialist, and the specialist was like, why'd you stop taking your metformin? Right. It's like that doctor told me to stop it, and she's like, well, here's a prescription forever, and don't ever listen to her about metformin again. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Uh, it happens, you know, it's still happening. This just happened in his life. Like it's, it's sad. Like you, you don't want it to be the, the truth, yeah. but healthcare is for profit 
everybody's trying to hustle and make their dollar. Uh, speaking of which, two bowls in a china shop is, is brought, brought to you by you. Trade Co- <laughs> 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 Affiliate link in the description. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Everybody's got something. And that's that's gets back exactly. to like why when we talk to these people when when they open up and they tell us their journey mm-hmm. and we get to see the the bumps and bruises along the way it's it's so valuable and and makes you trust them all the more mm-hmm. it's it's easier to establish that trust yeah. I was just gonna say I think that's uh, one of the reasons you don't hear us pushing those uh, those uh, those stocks anymore when we were getting paid by what's their faces. Uh, life water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always felt dirty doing that. I tried to make it as honest as I could. Yeah. Yeah. Even with like, even a funny song being like, Hey, we're getting paid to talk about this. At the end of the day, it's not stocks we wanted to talk about. So uh, occasionally they gave us some that we liked. I still like Antiba. So, I mean, it wasn't all bad, but yeah, like if we were depending on that for money, like if that was our source of income, like, yeah, I'd feel pretty dirty. Yeah. I see. I see people on like TikTok pushing stocks and I'm always wondering. Well, now I see that all over the place. Now that we actually got, like, that we did that uh, uh, that business, I started seeing other people like that I was following on Twitter, like posting those things, and I'm like, oh, now I know where that's coming from. Yeah, you got marketing agencies out there pushing these products. <laughs> and what have we learned about marketing? We're not good at it, especially when it comes to stocks. I'm thinking about trying a new strategy where I short every time I see an alpha. Uh, God, what was that site Alpha something? Seeking Alpha. When I see them come out with like a seeking alpha, yeah. If I see them publish a report that says like you should buy Neo, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to short you. Yeah, because <laughs> I don't think I don't think that's directed towards money managers and hedge funds and you know actual you know industry people. Yeah, right. Well, and that's something <laughs> something I do like that we have really pushed up on in November doing more is uh, going over our, the stocks we always have a target above and a below right there's no there's yep. no this stock's getting to 50 it's gonna do it it's like okay we're reading the chart this is what we're seeing this is the levels we're looking for and that's so much more useful and it's so much more successful yeah I look back, I, we started doing a review of those on the website and so i go back and look at like the stocks that we talked about a month ago and and look and see how our interpretation of the charts actually worked out and i'm pretty sure our hit rate is over 50 percent. hell yeah if we say it's going to break this level and it's going to test this one well, that's, I mean, that's fucking awesome looking at the the list here i mean you had apple you were waiting to see what happened uh when it was at the 138 half support waiting for that big news event to happen and then deciding which way to jump on board based on the momentum well, yeah. what's it trading at today? 165? Yeah, 165. eBay, you had it flagging for a bullish move and break out of all-time high. It happened like a couple of weeks later. Microsoft, we talked about. We loved it. Watching for another break of all-time highs, which happened. I think Target was one of the most recent ones, and that one was another excellent pick. Yeah. Where is it at? I'm going to pull up the chart real quick. Target. Uh, we were looking for, let's see, it was a failed high, and it was below support at 255. We are looking for 245 Target. As the first one, and it's currently trading at 242. Although it did post a new all time high, so maybe that one's not great. <laughs> it, 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 well, I forgot. Yeah, it did have a fake out. <laughs> it, it posted it on one day, and it was like a, within 1%. Like it, it barely, barely made an all time high. Yeah. 
and then promptly fell back down again. Promptly fell back down. Yeah, maybe that wasn't the best example, but there's been a lot of good ones. Zillow, Peloton. Like when when we talked about it, Target might not you might not consider that one of the good ones. Uh, it's still following structure, really awesome. I know that's why I, that's why I like it. Yeah. Oh, anyway, what was after Target? Peloton. Oh yeah, Peloton, <laughs> uh, Zillow, FTV, uh, DWAC. DWAC. We said not to trade; it was still too new, but I did want to short it for a bet pick, and that would have worked out great. Oh. <laughs> uh, Nike. We saw that V bottom, looking for a one sixty five break to test all time highs, which it did. I mean, yeah, this might be a little patting ourselves on the back, but I feel like it's well deserved. It's been a long journey to get here. <laughs> Hell yeah! High five, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't have any good tunes to play to congratulate us. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, add it to the list. Add it to the list. The list yeah. of disappointments. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't needed one of those yet. So I have. Oops, I did oh, it no. again. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> hey, maybe we do need. Well, what happened to the rocket stock? Oh yeah. And I think it's going up a long, long time. To close bell rings, it sound again to find. It's not the stock the bears they want to own. Oh no, no, no. It's a rocket stock. Rocket stock soaring with your price up there alone. And I think it's going up a long, long time. Yeah. Yeah, I need to I need to bust open the music stuff again. That's my my commitment to you, listener, is is 2022 we got to have some new tunes. Yeah, I think it's time to get some new tunes. Yeah, that's coming up for sure. All right, we're right about the middle of the show, so should I uh, uh throw some consequence choices at you that you can uh ponder for the rest of it? Yeah, what what's my pain? What am I do I need to get a bottle of booze and take a shot first? No, I don't think they're that bad. Okay. Whew. I don't think so. Uh, you made a comment the other day in the discord about wanting a sharper spoon. I can't remember <laughs> the exact context behind that, but uh, <laughs> it, it, a sharper spoon. Yeah. You said you felt like you were trying to like, um, oh, fuck. Maybe I'll just go ahead and search for it. Well, cause I obviously have zero memory of that. Sounds like something I might say. You like that because you, you said, I like that because I always think I have an edge, but sometimes I have a spoon. And I said something. And then you said you didn't want to check. You just wanted a sharper spoon. Okay. So for, <laughs> for the first choice, I'm thinking that you have to spend the next month eating all your meals with only one utensil that you have to choose. Okay. That's awkward. Yes. It, can it be a, a sharpened spoon? Like a spork with a really sharp second end. So like I can flip it around and use it as a knife. Yeah, I thought about that too, and I was just trying to figure out how you wouldn't cut your hand or your mouth. <laughs> Option two, uh, since you like to cook so much, and we have the uh, the learning more about Canada and cooking their special specialties, mm-hmm. I think uh, you should try Charlie's specialties, or at least some of the uh, the the recipes that are are on Always Sunny in Philadelphia. You know, things like a grilled Charlie, a grilled uh, milk Charlie, steak, milk steak, <laughs> energy balls. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh. So we could do one of those a week. Actually, I think it's those two choices. I was thinking about making you choose, or thinking about maybe a a Waffle House one-based theme, but... Now, 
Uh, no, that would just make me too jealous because I love Waffle House. Oh, I love Waffle House too, but uh, I have some questions with uh, okay. the Charlie recipe. Are you giving me the recipes or am I making them myself trying to stay true to, to Charlie? I think you just watch the episode, you see what he says, and then you try to recreate it based off of that. So, like, if I marinated a steak in buttermilk, that, that's not going to count. Uh, you have to boil it in buttermilk if you're going to do that. Milk steak is boiled, boiled hard. <laughs> boiled the way Charlie hard. likes it. Charlie likes it boiled hard. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess you don't have to boil it in milk. I suppose you could soak it in milk and then boil it in water. I don't think either of those sounds all that appealing. <laughs> but I feel like over hard implies that you're boiling it in the milk. It does. <laughs> or, or am I boiling it until it's hard? <laughs> God damn Ooh. it. Either way, it doesn't sound good. <laughs> or one utensil. Okay. I'm going to have to think on that. Yep. I'm going to have to think on that. Shit. This is why you don't want to lose kids. All the, all the children who listen to our show, Kyle, I'm talking to them right now. Yep. Consequences are a bitch. You need to have good tech, tech analysis and apply that those skills to the bet. Like shooting from the hip for your bet picks is a bad idea. Have them prepared before yep. the episode starts to record. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Should we pivot into some lessons learned this last month? Sure do that i have not learned my lesson no i i <laughs> yet to learn any lessons this month i learned how hard it is to truly separate your emotions from your trading i feel like we both learned that lesson yeah and then and that that uh, no matter what i think i've got room to grow and, and i need to really grow mm -hmm. in that area for sure mm -hmm. yeah yeah i think uh, i think the emotional struggle has been one of the biggest things for both of us this last month yeah it's, uh, it's real don't know that I necessarily found the answer yet, either, to be honest. Oh, yeah, me me neither. That's why I'm looking forward to talking with Rich Friesen this week. I'm looking forward to that, too. Yeah. Is that, is that coming out next week? This is coming out this week? Um, yeah, we're talking to him Tuesday. I think we're recording that here in the next couple of days. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, looking, I'm really looking forward to that. That's, that's his whole specialty, you know. That's what he does. Yep. <laughs> Have you have you done any uh, exploring on the TradePro website to see any of their psychology stuff? Because they apparently have a whole section on just trader psychology. Yeah, I was aware they had the whole section. I haven't gone through it. I need to. I need to start watching through even videos I've already seen. Mm -hmm. uh, really feel like this month screen time the the value of screen time had like I, I was able to like have a little bit of a level up in terms of things starting to click a little bit more when I look at a chart. Yep. Um, able to navigate through them faster, thinking about it less on where to put a level. It's, it's just you start to see what the, where the level is. Like instead of going through the right. process of where well, I'm looking for this, I'm looking, you know, looking for the peaks in the valleys. I'm looking for the volume profile. Like you, you can well, trading view is amazing for it because you can manipulate the chart and get it to where the levels just pop up <laughs> right in front of your <laughs> face, and, and it's just like oh, well, right. so Click here, click here, done. Look at that. Oh, it's beautiful. Makes a nice little box. I'm looking at Ford right now. A, <laughs> that's a good point on screen time. I mean, uh, I don't think we realized how important that really was. I mean, we heard George Harper and other people talking about, you know, you got to get that screen time. You got to get that screen time. But, mm -hmm. and it really, I guess, until you really stop and look back and see where you were, and it's nice having something documented that you can go back and listen to a year ago. And see what your thought processes were, just to yep. see how far off you 
<laughs> yeah. How far you've really come. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jinko Solar to the Moon, Kyle. I know, right? <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm getting to the point now, too, where I think, like, I feel like you do. I feel like I've got the pieces. I just need to assemble the puzzle now. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's all starting to come together. I can see the light at the end of the tunnel, but it hasn't quite cl- all clicked into place just yet. Like, that's what I was really liking about uh, the way we've kind of changed the format. We're looking at these stocks, and I was given us a chance to go on record talking mm-hmm. about what we think something's going to do. I've yet to really put money behind them successfully and actually trade them i i did today i have been a couple of them but i've always been i don't know i just need to start trusting myself now now that i've built up a, a i think part of helping with the psychology is building up a backlog of successful work mm. i can go back and look at all this and feel like look i've had all these great ideas now it's time to execute i think i think for me uh i've, I've hit the point where i'm letting the chart make the choices for me i'm trying to Yep. Uh, yes. Uh, and and really take myself out of it, right? So it's not me; mm-hmm. it's the process. That w- that's what fe- and is that's what started to feel more satisfying the longer we go on. Right. Way more, way more satisfying to to have a target and a goal and have the trade set up, and then you you enter the trade at a good point, you exit the trade at a good point, and it's like, hey, that feels great. Better than like I think AMC's going up because of the psychology of AMC apes. And the amount of buy pressure right. and hold pressure, like no, I'd rather I'd rather pick levels and and play that game, play that there, and let the stock tell you which way it's going. Let the stock tell you. <laughs> what? What? Yeah. yeah. Let, let, just become a become an auction listener, not not a speculator. Right. My thing now is though I got to start putting that the action together. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the things that Rich Friesen had on his. I don't know if you how much time you spent looking at the the spreadsheet he gave us for, for the improvements. One of the things that was on there was missed trades. Like how many trades, how many profitable trades do you miss because you don't take action? He, uh, yeah, he, he doesn't just focus on like uh, the psychology of, I guess, I don't know, being able to like cut losers and, and look at them like unemotionally. It also talk, he also focuses on, on being able to act rationally, like to be able to jump into a trade when you have the things going in the favor that you want. Yeah. And I feel like that's what holds me up the most is I get uh, I get frozen or paralyzed. Like I hit my level. I should be just buying it right now at this point because the level I've identified will let the stop dictate whether or not I stay in it. But then I get scared when I see it going down. <laughs> right, right. You keep You keep waiting for new data. Right. And then by the time you're ready to jump back in, it's too late now and you've already missed the move. Yeah. And that's that's another reason why levels are so important. Mm-hmm. And when when we say levels, you know, talking specifically, like I don't I don't have a a, a single penny where I'm like it's got to hit this. It's more like trading futures, like a, a zone mm-hmm. that's got some leeway up or down because it's right. not it's not all it's not a precise thing to that level. You know, mm-hmm. you're looking for an area to hold a support and resistance. And, and, and part of the thing with screen time is in, in with not only different charts, but like the specific screen time on the same stock that you're watching, mm-hmm. you get a better feel for how well this stock holds structure versus uh, the next one. Right. Mm-hmm. Ah, it's still an exciting time, Dan. Are you excited for the next year? I'm so excited for the next year. The next year is when I think we really shine. In, in, in terms of personal being personal traders otherwise we'll be going back to work 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> back to work. I really yeah. don't want to go back to the steel mill. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I know. I don't I don't want to go back to work in a hotel desk, but god it's goddamn easy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to work for anybody else. Is what I is what I don't want to do. I noticed. <laughs> oh, you I mean you switch titles? <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, I still I still work for you in terms of the company operations. No, kind of. Work is a strong word. I'm just kidding. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just buster balls. That's it. I'm calling a meeting. We're gonna we're gonna get a new president in here. I don't think <laughs> you have the votes. <laughs> You have to convince me. Oh, damn it. Oh, see? <laughs> see what, what right. power I hold over you? <laughs> yeah. No, I'll just, I'll annoy you with bureaucracy and I'll just keep calling a vote. So we have to keep voting yeah. over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> Motion denied. Motion denied. Motion denied. All right. Do I have to make up my mind now on the bet? We jabbered long enough. Um... I think so. Have you have you come to a decision? Yeah. So part of me is like, Dan, just use a fork all fucking month. You do it anyway because you lazy bastard at my house to do less dishes. See, I thought I thought that that's what your your head would go to, but yeah. Like this is one of those ones that I think is gonna by day twenty you're gonna be so pissed off at that fork. Like when you're trying to like cut into a steak with it. That's what I was about to say. I bought some T-bones today. They were on sale half off seven and a half dollars a pound. And I'm like, do I want to fucking grill those T-bones? It's cheating if I'm like, Jen, can you cut this steak for me, please? Like that doesn't count. Like, yeah, like, that's that definitely cheating. Yes. I would be trying to saw away at a steak with a fork and hating my life and then being like okay i'll file the, the end of the fork down and then i'll be slicing my cheek when i eat <laughs> or you just be eating with your hands like a caveman right right uh, oh yeah that, that goes over well at the restaurant oh i don't need a steak knife sir <laughs> <laughs> on the other hand though you don't really want to ruin that brand new t-bone by boiling in milk though do you well i think for that you just go get some top sirloin or something <laughs> I mean, you get the quality meat out that, that you put in, right? Well, I don't know that. They, I don't <laughs> think that even Kobe would save being boiled in milk. Challenge accepted. I'm doing the Charlie food because <laughs> I, I'm gonna make a milk steak that over hard. I'll make your mouth water. All right, all right. I think what you yeah. should do then is two. I think you should do one the original way, and then then try to do it a way that makes it palatable. Jesus, man, I didn't buy that many T-bones. Well, uh, the show will help reimburse for that. Okay. All right. All right. I'll do it. I'll do two milk steaks. Oh, God. I know. There's a phrase you, you think you're going to have to say all the time in your life, right? Going to have to make two <laughs> milk steaks. What I mean is, like, just kind of keep the theme. You know, like, when you're trying to make it palatable, they'll get a lot more freedom on that than just, uh, you're, in that case, you're just trying to make milk and steak the theme of the, the meal. Okay. All right. So I've got milk steak, energy balls, grilled Charlie, and... Uh, oh. uh, didn't Frank have a sandwich too? I was going to say fight milk. Oh. But I don't know if I can oh. get crowing. <laughs> no, you can't. You'd have to use quail eggs. <laughs> Made four bodyguards by bodyguards. <laughs> oh, God. I, I don't know what's in fight milk besides crowing. 
the crow teen. <laughs> I think it's just it's 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 crow eggs. It was milk, and I think it was vodka. Oh, good lord! <laughs> God, I'm gonna throw up. I'm, I think that's all that was in it because they showed him making it on the commercial. He just cracks, <laughs> pouring milk into a big pan. He cracks the egg into it, and then he's just pouring like some clear liquid. Yeah, mixture of crow egg, milk, and vodka. Time protein. Oh, the energy balls are going to be disgusting. <laughs> do I do I have to put cough medicine in them? <laughs> no, it's vitamins. Oh, oh, I was th- sorry. I was thinking of the brownies in the dance off episode. Oh. <laughs> Oh, man, I'm looking forward to these meals. Yeah, at least, I mean, they're going to be gross, but they'll be fun. It'd also be really fun just to see if you can actually make it, you know, edible. Okay, in the episode, he says, I buy milk, I buy flour, I buy vitamins, I boil them down into little energy balls to sustain me. Yep. (laughs) So those are the ingredients. (laughs) Milk, flour, and vitamins. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, have you looked at how to make a grilled Charlie yet? No, that's the last one. Cheese on the bottom, <laughs> butter on top, chocolate in the middle, bread on top, and then peanut butter on top, and then jelly to taste. Does he put jelly on that one or not? I don't remember if he puts jelly on there. He finished. He talks about it on the uh, the. Ep- he, I just watched it. They they he gets they get two borders from Europe, and he talks to the German the Austrian guy, and he's like, "And you finish it on the radiator." <laughs> uh, you can skip that part. He does it on the hot plate. There's an, uh, there's one no, where he's making it with. Frank. No, I actually have a a portable radiator heater for my room. I was gonna put a metal <laughs> oh pan God. on it and turn it on high and finish it because that's how you melt the cheese on the outside. Yeah. Oh, what was what was the meal that Frank always liked that Charlie would make for him? It was like uh, all the breakfast meats wrapped up into a pancake and fried in a stick of butter. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds delicious right except i don't know how you fry a pancake in butter how do you fry a pancake in butter you throw a bunch of butter in a pan and then you yeah. pour in the pancake batter but you do it at a higher temperature so it fries oh no no no! you, you cook the ba- the pancake first then you wrap it with all the breakfast meat and then you fry it okay can i replace fight milk with that yes <laughs> yes <laughs> I, really, you can. I really don't want to do raw eggs vodka and milk <laughs> well there's no cooking in that it'll it'll yeah that that would really help me get weight for my next fight (laughs) grilled frank grilled frank that must have been it sausage spam bacon wrapped in a jelly pancake cooked with a stick of butter (laughs) okay i should try and make videos of me making these things too yeah i think so throw them up Okay, folks, there you have it. I'm going to be eating some very strange foods inspired by one of the show <laughs> Kyle and I enjoy very much, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Stay tuned mm-hmm. through the month of December as I do that. Probably do one a week. Looks like we have four here. Uh, I think I'm going to start with milk steak because I've got the T-bones right. already sitting All in my right. fridge. Oh, man, that feels like a waste of a T-bone. Yeah, well, what am I going to do? <laughs> I already bought them. Yep. oh god yeah yeah i was also thinking you should eat a bag of spaghetti in a at a movie next time you go to the movie theaters just take a bag of spaghetti with you oh my god i 
would love to do that. That's no chore. That's a that's a pleasure, sir. <laughs> that is a pleasure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I already sneak blocks of hard cheeses into movies. No, do you? Yeah, yeah. I think of Parmesan or or like the ro- rosemary asiago, and you just fucking. Yeah, just nibble on cheese the whole movie. Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey, it's 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 keto diet, baby. No, I don't follow the keto diet, but there it is. Eat, just eating cheese as a snack. No, I'm just thinking about the poor people next to you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jen has come to accept my abnormal love of cheese. See, you, sound, you already sound like Charlie. <laughs> I just don't. I I can't. I can't do his high pitched voice. It's it's a very distinct yeah. voice. Uh, but yeah, I identify yeah. with Charlie uh, way too much. Oh, anyway, we're uh, we're just uh, rambling now. Thanks for sticking with us to the end, folks. Uh, come coming back at you at the end of the week with an exciting new episode, and we'll be back next week with Rich Friesen. So stay tuned. Until then, happy trades. Bye. I have fun editing this one. <laughs> Two Bulls in a China Shop is an entertainment program, and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company. They are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks in the financial industry of trading. If you make trades based on what you hear in this show, you assume all risks for those trades.